Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Hill Wrestling Federation podcast, brothers and sisters. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Sean Harris, and I'm Aaron Cosker, and we are here to amalgamate One Tree Hill in the wonderful world of wrestling. And we are the very first and only podcast to do so to have that amalgamation. If there is any other One Tree Hill wrestling podcast out we there, we coming for you. Coming for you. <laughs> we coming for you. So, this week's episode, episode 16, the first blade is the deepest. <laughs> when I saw the episode title for One Tree Hill, those first cut is the deepest, I'm like, Cheryl Crow's all over this. Yeah. Cheryl Crow has to be all over this. And as we would soon to come realize, Cheryl Crow is all over this. But I do hate it when they have the musical guests and they just have their canned, like, recorded music. They don't play, like, a live kind of feature while they're doing it, unfortunately. What are you going to do? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, either way. Make sure you follow us on TikTok and Instagram at treehillwf.podcast and all the streaming sites you can listen in to Deezer. us. Like Deezer, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, blah, 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 Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. No one cares about the rest. <laughs> Episode 16, it's an even number, dude. So that means we start with wrestling, the best part of the episode. Thank you to Johnner's Podcast Network for accepting us into your brotherin. See, but the thing is, yeah. yes, we start with wrestling. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like starting your meal with like a salad. You know, and wrestling then you're is not the a meal, salad. And then you're you ending know. the meal with spaghetti. You know. And garlic bread. You know wrestling is not a salad. It's anything but a salad. <laughs> to me, it's like a great big pot of jambalaya because it's spicy and it's, fuck, there's so much weird shit in there and it's all fucking melded in together and it's just a giant pot of a bunch of stuff. But it tastes so fucking good. It's a pot of jambalaya. Spaghetti is One Tree Hill. Okay. Salad wrestling is, is salad. Caesar salad. I'll give it Caesar salad. I don't know, man. It's not a basic wrestling ass green salad. Wrestling is definitely salad. not salad. There's so much meat to wrestling. Dude, it's, have it's... you tried my dad's Caesar salad? Yes. With his homemade dressing? His Caesar salad is bomb. Sure, but it doesn't have meat in it. There's. You could add chicken to it, chicken Caesar salad. There's no meat in it whenever we <laughs> eat it. It's just fucking big hosses, just fucking slapping meat. Just fucking, oh, dude, wrestling is not salad. I'm offended that you'd even fucking compare wrestling to salad. Either way, we are here 
at February 3rd, 1997, this edition of Monday Night Raw is emanating from the Sky Dome in Toronto, Ontario, or Toronto, Ontario, whatever you want to call it. Toronto, Toronto. Toronto. I call it Um, Toronto. Toronto. Lots of Maple Leaf jerseys in the crowd, and this is a record crowd at the time, 25,000 plus at the Sky Dome. I mean... Full capacity at the Sky Dome is probably like 70,000. But for a wrestling show, for a Monday Night Raw, like a weekly show, having over 25,000 people, that's pretty legit. Yeah, I saw a kid there, like a toddler. Yeah. It was kind of like... Wrestling is for kids, too. This is late. Wrestling is for kids, too. And it's on the Eastern Time Zone, too. So it is very late. Because usually Monday Night Raw would start at 6 o'clock back in the day. So that's 9 o'clock Eastern Time. That's like really late for a little So it wouldn't be over until like... 11 11 30 p.m eastern imagine fling going to that at uh, 9 p.m yeah it's a little late that's a little late i mean brother. as he's still like you know screwing around in his crib trying to get comfortable fall asleep i'll take him to wrestling one day and it'll be the greatest time ever he'll love it so much just like layla loved wrestling all those years back when i started bringing her to wrestling shows it's the best time for some for all Sky Dome Raw, February 3rd. Unfortunately, like the mics are not mic'd very well. The sound system sucks. The sound system really sucks. Like you barely hear the entrance music. When guys are on the mic, you can barely hear them. It's very low lighting. I think that's why I didn't really take that much notes for this episode too. Yes, I was stoned. Because you were high. But also, (laughs) I couldn't really hear what was going on. So it was kind of like... Also, the lighting know. was very low. It was very dark. Yeah. Like, it was kind of almost hard to see things it wasn't a little bit. the best. Now, no, I get it because it's a literal baseball stadium. Like, well, yeah. It's a huge fucking arena. But for a smaller wrestling show, I kind of get why it's a little bit different. It's not like the smaller kind of setting they usually have for Monday Night Raw. But either way, I mean, getting 25K into a building to see a weekly show is, is quite... And I'm guessing they couldn't do like the hockey arena because maybe, you know, February 3rd. Who knows? The Maple Leafs could have been playing Maple yeah. Leaf Gardens that time, right? Yeah. Or uh, or Air Canada Center or whatever it was back in 97. I think they had just moved to Air Canada Center at this point. But yeah, they ran Sky Dome. And I couldn't imagine what it would cost to run Sky Dome. But eh, fair enough. I mean, they put a lot of asses in the seats, brother. That's also foreshadowing. Asses in the seats. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's dubbed the Royal Rumble Raw for no reason whatsoever other than showing highlights of the Royal Rumble. But the thing is, we've already had like how many Raws since the it's Royal Rumble? It's been a few Raws since the Rumble couple. So why? Like this feels like if they had done it like the Royal Rumble Raw right like after, the day after. Yeah. Royal Rumble or like whatever like that makes sense but this just did not make sense to me and they kept calling it that and i was like this is confusing like it wasn't yesterday that we watched royal rumble no it was a few episodes ago yeah it was like three episodes ago that's so dumb yeah i know it feels very like oh we're just gonna cut this out here and splice it in over here and and keep showing call it a day yeah i guess so i mean they got to fill two hours somehow and this is actually the first ever two hour monday night raw yeah, I didn't like that. I loved every minute of it, brother. Of course For, you did. Of course I did. Uh, you're lucky because Raw now, like today, is a three-hour show. So can you imagine a weekly three-hour show? That's why I don't watch Monday Night Raw very much anymore. It's too long. If you did that to me, 
<laughs> oh yeah, we'll do the arc where it starts with three hour shows. How about that? Every week. I'd be like, no, we are watching two fucking episodes of One Tree Hill <laughs> to one even. episode of wrestling. <laughs> then we have to do separate episodes of like each show. It's too much. Either way, two hours it stays like this for decades, so it's okay. You're only at and after commercials and it's, it's still unfair. Rude. After commercials, only about an hour. You better 25. get me a good Mother's Day gift. Hour twenty-five after commercials, so you can live with it. Either way, once it gets to those ninety-minute shows, like oh, you get some good shit. Either way, this is the very first one. It's at Skydo. Stone Cold Steve Austin starts us off with his match against the man they call Darth Vader. <laughs> Thanks for adding the Darth in there. That <laughs> uh, pleases me. I thought I'd, I thought I'd hook you up for this one. Just because yesterday was May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. I guess so. So right off the hop, Austin and Vader have their face-to-face. And who's going to come out? Brett, the hitman heart, the excellence of execution. The oh, best bitch. there is. The best bitch there was and the best bitch that will ever be or ever will be comes right in. And no, to be fair, he is on home territory. He's got the home ice advantage. He's got the home field advantage. We are in Canada and that's Brett's home. Now, yes, he's from Calgary, but still Canada belongs to Brett Hart and the Hearts, Owen, Bulldog, all them. So, yeah. He's getting big ovations here because we're in Canada. Canada loves Bret Hart. He is their he is their son, basically. Their son. Canada's first son, Bret, the hitman Hart. <laughs> and he comes right out and he just fucks shit up right away. Goes after Stone Cold Steve Austin, starts brawling, brawls with Vader. We know this match is coming very soon mm-hmm. in less than two weeks. So two episodes from now. We're going to get the final four. The pay-per-view in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Vader versus Undertaker versus Brett versus Austin in a four corners elimination match. Mm-hmm. Just wait till next week's episode of Thursday Raw Thursday, brother. It's going to be a doozy. So weird. It's going to be a doozy. Why do they got to fuck it up on me? Not that I care that much, let's be real. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Pretty short match, but good. Lots of intensity once Brett finally gets his ass out of there. They replay that Vader-Austin spot they had from their tough man competition match a little while ago where Vader goes up for the Vader bomb and Austin just gives him a fucking gigantic low blow while he's on the second rope. And Vader Vader again no-sells it. Ball punch. The fucking ball punch right there. And then later on, Stokel Steve Austin gives the Stokel Stunner the ref because he didn't like the fact that he only got a two count on a move against Vader. So he gives the stunner. The ref's out. He's done. And then fucking Brett comes back in and everybody's brawling. It's chaos. Chaos once again. This is the attitude era. It's just chaos all the time. It's quite ridiculous. The match just gets fucking thrown out. If somebody gets counted out or they're DQ'd or whatever, it gets thrown out. It's kind of whatever. But... Stone Cold Steve Austin's on our screen. That's totally fine with me. I gotta ask you a question. What? If there was a match between Stone Cold Steve Austin and British Bulldog, who would win that match? How do you think that match would go down? If there was a one-on-one match with Austin and Bulldog. Have they fought before? At this point, I don't think they've had a one-on-one match yet. 
And I don't, I'm not sure if they have a one-on-one match going forward. I know they have tag matches against each other, like, eventually. But I'm not sure about one-on-ones. But who who wins that match? I don't know. What happens in that match? I don't know. Who do you want to win that match? Obviously, Tassel Boots. But you st- He's my love. That's true. But I don't know. Bulldog would be in pretty tough against Austin, I think. Well, and... Stone Cold Steve Austin's a fucking machine. Yeah. Of just like, I'm going to murder everyone. <laughs> he just fucks with everyone. Yeah. That's what Stone so, Cold does. I don't know. That's a really hard call to yeah. make. I don't know. We just had a match where there was 30 men in the match and Austin won it. Whether tainted or not, he won it and Bulldog yeah, I did know. not. I know. So. But Bulldog was thrown out by Owen, so. We'll get to that later, dude. We also have the nation of domination. No, don't like them. What's wrong with the nation can of we domination? Just skip whenever they're on screen. Can we just skip it? They'll make the episodes a lot shorter. And <laughs> they a lot are on more a enjoyable. Lot. Yeah, because there's so many guys in the faction now. And now that there's actually three working wrestlers in the faction now, you got Farouk, <sighs> Crush, and Savio Vega now. So you got three working wrestlers, plus the rappers. Plus the suits, plus the girlfriend, plus all the guys. It's fucking ridiculous. It's literally a nation. So this is Savio's first match with the nation, and it's against Flash Funk. But luckily, we get the jobber entrance for Flash Funk, and he's Thank already in the God. ring. So we don't get the full fucking seven-minute Flash His Funk. His hoes aren't with him. <laughs> they couldn't get over the border. The Funkettes apparently couldn't get over the Canadian border. Apparently, <laughs> so they're not here. The At funkettes. least in my, you know, yeah, they I couldn't don't know get, if that's legit what happened. Or I don't not, know, but. but they couldn't get through customs apparently, and the Funkettes are not here. And Flash Funk is no already presence. in the ring. No presence whatsoever. Uh, not too bad of a match, Flash. I mean, Flash is flashy. It's in literally in his name. I barely paid attention to it altogether because I don't like either of them. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck y'all. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of either too. Flash has a couple flashy moves. Looks a little <laughs> funky in there. It's a couple turning dies for two counts. He also dives out on D'Lo Brown. So one of the members of the nation, he's just one of the dudes. He kind of has like a, almost like a fade kind of crew cut outside. He wears a suit or a bow tie. Like he has like a little tuxedo or whatever mm, on. Yeah, That's that D'Lo Brown. He's a little bitch too. But you only see him on the outside. You don't really see much more of him. You just kind of see him standing know, there during nation matches. Bitch. But he will start to form into a bigger character eventually. You'll see. And still be a little bitch. No, he actually becomes one. I don't know. I remember when I was growing up watching the Attitude Era. Dale Brown ended up being one of my favorite wrestlers at the time. He was actually pretty awesome. He had a great move set. He had a great character. He was a heel for a long time, but like I enjoyed his character. He was quite good. I don't know. He's gonna have to do a lot to impress me. Fair enough. But to win me over. But British Bulldog just had to fucking show up and he impressed you, so you know. I mean the muscles, his the tassels. Muscles, the p- tassels. And that stalling vertical suplex that he does. And he's British. Yeah. The running power slam finisher. He's part of the Hart family. That dude's just legit. We stand British Bulldog here at Tree Hill Wrestling Federation. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So Savio. Plus his new haircut. Oh, yeah. He got it cut shorter now. On the sides. A little spiffier now. It's not as long. 
You remember seeing the videos of Bulldog when he had the old braided oh, I hair? like the cornrows. No, Cornrows and the braids and shit. You weren't down with that, no, eh? No, no thanks. He had the beads in them at the bottom and stuff, too. I mean, that would be fun for, like, whipping people in the face. Sure, <laughs> sure. Very Bianca Belair-ish. Savio Vega wins on... <laughs> Flash Funk misses a moonsault and loses on the free, on the three for literally missing a moonsault. Yeah, <laughs> he that was dumb. A move and got pinned for it. Yeah, Jobber. Okay. City. <laughs> Psycho Sid promo up next. <sighs> Why do they keep handing this guy a microphone? I don't know. I literally don't know why they entrust this guy to talk. Why do on a we mic. have a microphone on me? That's that's the real question here. You can cut a better promo than Psycho Sig can. I'll tell you that much. I mean, at least you can hear me. I'm not screaming and, and then, then whispering, whispering to a point where it's like you can't even hear what I'm saying. So and, and going into this promo, because so many of his previous promos, we've seen that he has his music continuing on during his entire promo yet we called that that was going to happen again and it was going on for a first minute or two his promo and then it stopped they I think it replayed twice didn't it because i remember it ending like the first one yeah and then it's starting up again stop for a while then start up and then it stopped again and that was it didn't start up oh. again so this is the first i don't know i i think they're realizing <laughs> Probably shouldn't do this anymore. Kind of fucking. But lucky for us, Sid doesn't have much time left here. He's only got maybe like a couple months left, and he has sporadic appearances in ninety seven. Sporadic, sporadic, not just sporadic, but sporadic. He really likes to emphasize certain. You have to emphasize certain words, dude. Things. That's just what you have to do. Yeah. Sporadic. You have to have a cadence for certain words. That's what makes them <laughs> memorable, brother. You just fucked up because you said you weren't going to do it that way anymore. I just said for the intro. Oh. I can say it however the fuck I want, dude. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Yet another promo where his music plays, at least for a bit of it during it. He also said that evil is mistaken for happiness at times. Which I mean, I mean I could evil see people think that they're pretty happy with their evil ways. So, And he calls his relationship with Shawn Michaels a roller coaster ride. Oh, yep. Got that from the get-go. Yeah, definitely. I mean, literally the first episode that we watched, the go-home show for Survivor Series, was a tag match with Tassel Boots and Owen against Sid and Shawn Michaels, yep. where Shawn Michaels kicked Sid in the face, his yep. own partner, which led and to their match. that was it. Which led to their match, which led to Sid making Shawn's mentor have a heart attack at Madison Cube Garden. <laughs> and here we are on February 3rd, you know how badly I wanted to call the superstar line when I was a kid? Every pay-per-view that I would watch, I would see the superstar <laughs> line, and Sonny or Sable would be on the other end of the superstar line, and I'd be like, Dad, man, can I just call 1-900-fucking-whatever-the-number-is? Your dad was like, fuck be off. be like, dude, it's $1.49 a minute. And not only that, not only did I not realize, is a $1.49 a minute <clears throat> in America. It was two forty nine in Canada. Imagine you're paying $2.49 per minute to talk to a wrestler. 
and they would show the wrestlers talking on the phone for the people who actually paid for the shit. But the thing is, is what they would do is they would delay the calls as much as they could. So you, the second you connected, that's when the timer started for payment. So if it took like five minutes to connect, you would have to pay for five minutes worth, whether you were talking that's to somebody bullshit. or that's not. That's fucking rude. Oh yeah, dude. And then you fucking would talk dicks. a little bit. And Money then grabbers. Was, and it ended up being a recording and all this other shit. But either way. That's what they did to make a little bit extra money on the side back then. You want to talk to fucking Farouk after his match against no Ahmed Johnson? You want to talk to Tassel Boots after his fucking match? I you would could talk pay two forty nine a minute to talk to British. That Bulldog. would be worth it. I think that would be worth it. I'd talk to Stone Cold Steve Austin for two forty nine a minute. Fuck to the yes. Speaking of Bulldog and Owen, they have a backstage promo here. I don't like this dissension that's going on between Owen and Bulldog. Yeah, it's a little tense. You can feel that tension. You really can. And they show highlights of when Bulldog got eliminated from the Rumble from Owen. Owen said it was an accident when it was literally shown on video. It was purposefully done. Yeah. There's no mistake about it. Owen tried to eliminate Bulldog, and he did. But then Bulldog called Owen an idiot about it, and Owen didn't take too kindly to that. No, he did not like that. No. These guys are the tag team champions here, and shit's not going so well. They're still the champs, but there's definitely some trouble in paradise here. Yeah. Now, do you think these guys are going to break up if they lose the titles and have a feud one-on-one against each other? Oh, I think it's quite possible. You think it's going to happen? Yeah. But the way that things are going. Mm-hmm. They keep teasing this breakup. Yeah. Yeah. And and I don't know, they may be brother-in-laws, but can their relationship stand the test of time? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You want to see it because you want to see who the better brother is. But at the same point, you love them as a team because they're kind of a perfect team. Yeah, they're funny. They're so <laughs> great. They're hilarious. And again, they're, tassel boots. they're the perfect mix. They're the yin and yang. They're the, you know, Bulldog has this has the power, the strength, that kind of ability. Owen's got the speed, the quickness, the technique, and the smarts. He's a great wrestler. Not that Bulldog isn't, but Owen is such a technically sound performer. And Bulldog comes in with his brute strength, with his vertical suplexes and running power slams and shit. And it's tassels, of course. And those tassels are on full display as they take on Doug Furness and Philip LaFon for the tag team titles. Yeah. Toronto's getting a fucking world tag title match here. That was nuts. Great. I thought they were going to lose it, honestly, for a bit there. It was looking like they might. That's the thing, because they like to throw a lot of shit against the wall where they want to shock you. So, like, some random fucking tag team title match on a Raw. I was like, these fucking losers can't win it. Yeah, right. Fuck off. They suck. They are awful. Right? If it was a different tag team and it was, like, something that was actually, like, feasible, like, you could see that happening. Sure. Like a good tag team. Yeah. But when you think about it, besides Owen and Bulldog, who are any good tag teams in the company right now i don't know i don't know them all you got fucking the godwins ew (laughs) you got uh billy and bargun aren't even a tag anymore no you got fucking uh mankind invader even worse they're a tag team you got fucking leaf cassidy nissan leaf cassidy and marty genitalia the (laughs) new rockers 
No which thanks. Marty Janetti hasn't been seen since Survivor Series. No, he hasn't. He hasn't been around. And then you got uh, honest. Honestly, when it comes to tag teams, it's pretty shallow. Because Sid and Shawn Michaels are no longer a tag They're team. They're not a tag team anymore. There so, really isn't all that many tag teams going on yeah. right now. Our boys gotta keep it. Yeah, there's no one there to challenge him for it, honestly. For now, I guess. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. They're probably gonna have a tag team match if they're still the champs going into WrestleMania, right? So probably. who's the team that's gonna challenge them for the take titles at WrestleMania? Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. But whoever it is, fuck you. Yeah, better not fucking win. Either way. Don't fuck with my tassel boots. They got a great match going on here, Owen and Bulldog against Furnace and LaFawn for the tag titles. Fucking Davy boy. His legs are like tree trunks. (laughs) (laughs) Those thighs. He's got those thighs, man. Pretty juicy. And he's fucking like tanned as shit, too. Oh, yeah, he is. Now, most wrestlers are tanned as shit, but then you get the occasional guys who, like Seamus, who are human jars of mayonnaise. Or who's that other guy that I hate? Which guy? The singing guy. Oh, Aiden English. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. white as fuck, he's too. He's white as fuck, too, yeah. Like, yeah. he's the sun has not hit his skin. If he went under the sun, he would glitter like a fucking vampire from Twilight. <laughs> uh, that's unfortunate. We'll never get to the point where we get to see Rusev Day. Thank fucking God. Yeah, no. Maybe we'll do it one day. No. <laughs> Owens. I object. <laughs> <laughs> Owen Hart. Now we're really getting to the point where we're really enjoying Owen Hart stuff. You made a, a mention in uh, one of the last episodes that you haven't really seen too much from Owen so far. Nothing super entertaining. It's more been about Bulldog than anything. But now Owen's starting to come out. He's funny. Owen's great. He's he is hilarious. funny. He's a heel, but he's fucking great, dude. <laughs> he's just fucking in that green track suit he had last week the nike track suit that was funny the bodyguarding of brett when he was at the commentary table and now he's a slammy he's the slammy winner the slammies are coming up again at wrestlemania weekend they're gonna have the slammy awards again okay and you'll see what happens with owen at that as well too because he already has a slammy Mm -hmm. so we'll see what's going on there but owen's really i mean i've seen owen prior to this and obviously i've seen him you know he's already come out of his shell but now you're starting to see it on a week-to-week basis that owen is really starting to hit it good which is great his spinning heel kick and his enziguri are probably the best that anybody has ever done those moves i just appreciate the shit out of owen i can't say enough good things about this guy but it's hilarious that owen wants to get the tag to bulldog bulldog's just busy flexing (laughs) on the apron I wish I was in the crowd watching that. That was hysterical. But that's the thing. I understand why Your Owen... arms are like a quarter Dude, of the size like of his. they're like fucking twigs compared to British Bulldog. <laughs> but I understand Owen's sentiment here because... Oh, he's like, what the fuck he wants are to tank. you doing? And Bulldog's got his back turned and yeah. he's flexing to the crowd, albeit hilarious. That was hilarious. <laughs> I loved he's it. He's not getting the tag. Now, there was one spot where LaFon actually pinned Owen, and he got the three, but the referee later realized that Owen had his foot on the rope, and he took it back. Yeah. So luckily, they did not lose, but you thought it was over. You thought it was over. What? These lame fucks won the tag no. titles against our boys? Can't Fuck happen. That. Not Fuck acceptable. that. 
It was hilarious, though. The finish that ended up being in this match, they did, I guess because they still wanted to keep uh, Furnace and LaFon strong, is that Owen got... Uh, basically what happened was he was going to whip Furnace into Bulldog and he was going to backdrop him over the top rope. But Bulldog, again, wasn't paying attention. Owen got whipped into Bulldog. He backbody dropped Owen over the top rope. He went outside. Then he pulled up lame and started holding his leg yeah. like he was hurt. And then they got counted out. But then we realized that Owen was just faking his leg injury just so he could get counted out. Yeah. And they're not going to change the titles on a fucking count out. So he saves the title. Although Bulldog wasn't too happy about this. He was not stoked. Bulldog has not been stoked on Owen lately. And Owen has not been stoked on Bulldog lately for well, a lot of Well, I feel like things. they're not on the same page. They're not at all. Yet they're the tag champs. That shows how good they are that they're literally not on the same page. And yet they're still able to hold on to the tag titles. Somehow. Somehow, some way. They keep holding on to these championships. Now we get a backstage promo with Ahmed Johnson and get out the fucking subtitle machine because you can't understand a fucking word Ahmed says half the time <laughs> except for, I don't take my Prozac no more. And when I don't take my Prozac, I get wild. Yeah, that was, I try. Like whenever he's really on the listen. mic, I really try. And sometimes I can make out a few things and then Couple he starts words. yelling and I'm like, okay. <laughs> You lost me here. <laughs> uh, I think we need... Turn around and let me see that thong. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, unbearable, unfathomable, indescribable fucking Ahmed promos weekly. We can barely understand what he's saying, especially when he starts yelling. It's like in a different language or something. But either way, he's got a tag match main event, and he's teaming up with The Undertaker against Farouk and Mankind, which Ew. I get it. Again, we've gone over this with previous tag matches. They kind of put guys together for no reason. It doesn't make sense. At least this one makes sense because Mankind and Undertaker have had feuds. They fight Farouk and Ahmed, obviously, in a very embattled and fucking intense feud. Put them all together in tag match. It makes sense. I'm okay Yeah, I guess so. Sure. But Undertaker and Ahmed backstage, Undertaker gets right face to face with Ahmed. Like literally his nose was like touching. Oh, they're ready to make out at this point. <laughs> and then Undertaker's like pushing the cameraman away like <laughs> nah, you can't see this, bro. Yeah, he says that he shouldn't uh, interfere himself into this next match which is uh Crush and Gold Dust. Don't go out there cuz you're going to be by yourself, but at least wait till later because we'll go out there as a team. Yeah. And then he pushes that made sense though oh absolutely undertaker although he may be from the dark side he may be brooding he may be like this dude this dead guy he's actually very smart Mm -hmm. psychologically speaking and just smart he's a smart dude yeah and he just fucks everyone up that's why we love the undertaker here at tree hill wrestling federation (laughs) crush and gold dust I, uh, i really don't know why they put these matches on tv because Goldust's face turn and his face push, quote unquote, has just fallen off. Like, no one really accepts Goldust as a face because he just keeps doing the same thing he did when he's a heel. It's just his opponents has changed to heels. Mm. So it doesn't really make sense, his face turn. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Either way, he's got a match here with Crush. Right away, Hunter Hearst Helmsley comes out. He's looking to kidnap Marlena again. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> doesn't, though. 
because Goldust actually sees him and kind of chases him off. But we also noticed with this show, there's no Jerry the King Lawler on commentary. Thank the fucking Lord. I was so happy. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was so happy. It was weird. It was different, though, without him. It was pretty quiet. Yeah. Quiet, yes. But I, I, I kind of missed him. I didn't. I did. Where, you know... Doc Hendricks is whatever. Hey, it's Doc Hendricks over here. <laughs> Call 1-900-245-3679 at the Superstar Line. 249 Amendment. Get your parents' permission. But do, he's do, do. not as creepy and annoying. Yeah, but he's just lame. Yeah, but King is like a lot of what he says distracts me from what's going on. <laughs> so I just, no. Don't yeah. distract me. Fuck off. Sure. Shut your fucking mouth. Well, you better get used to it because he's going to be a commentator pretty much all of what we're watching. <sighs> so enjoy the occasional episode where he's not on because he's on pretty much everything. But he does get better commentating wise. But he also does get pervier as we go That's along. That's not any better. I didn't say pervier was better. I just said like commentating wise he gets better. But... <sighs> Crush, for some reason, goes to Brett's rope, the second rope, which we know the second rope in the ring. That is Brett Hart's rope. Okay. Because he was the guy who originally, I don't know if he originally started, but he innovated going to the second rope, not the top rope, because he does the elbow drop off the second rope. It is now Brett's rope. So every time a guy goes to the second rope, that is Brett's rope. Crush goes to Brett's rope. I don't know why. And didn't I I'm call not it? I remember this. The but okay. second crush goes to Brett's rope. I'm like, this guy doesn't do high risk maneuvers. He's gonna fucking miss, or he's gonna get hit. And what happened? He fucking missed. <laughs> exactly what I thought. Fucking Savio. Ugh, the nation. Every single nation match begins and ends with interference. Every fucking Every time. time. Like, what's the point? Get their fucking bitches. Throw them out of the <laughs> arena. Be like, no, you are not welcome during this match. Get the fuck out. Legally, they can't do anything until they see them do something illegal. And if they do it behind the rest back, there's only so much that can happen, right? Well, that's always what fucking happens. So they're not fucking allowed in. Because that's, that's being a heel, brother. So after the Savio spin kick, Crush gets the win. Heart punch, blah, 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 blah. We get a Blackjack Lanza promo. I don't know why Blackjack Lanza's having a promo. He's old, I guess. Could be teasing the new, possibly a new Blackjack, maybe. I don't know. Weird. Either way, we get another promo, and it's Shawn Michaels and Vince McMahon once again with the throat burner. The showstopper, the main event, Mr. WrestleMania, the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. Just fucking creams himself. Because Shawn Michaels is here. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> I like how Shawn Michaels says that Sid is a few cards short of a full deck. <laughs> yeah, and then fucking wasn't that line that Vince was laughing his ass off? Yeah, he was. Yeah. I was like, wow. And then he was going to take the mic back away from Sean, but Sean was like, I ain't done yet, Vin, man. And that's when Vin was laughing, too, because Shawn Michaels basically could do whatever the fuck he wants because Vince McMahon sucks his dick. Wow, okay. 
Which is very true. I mean, Sid is more than a few cards full of a short of a, a few cards short of a full deck. Wow, that took forever to get out. Took a little bit to get out, but he yeah, has he has had a two drinks. Few cards short of a full deck, a drink and a half. <laughs> and if a full deck is fifty-two cards, how many cards does Psycho Sid have? Eleven. <laughs> Eleven out of fifty-two. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think you're being a little generous with 11 <laughs> when it comes to stupid Sid. <laughs> Brett, the hitman heart comes in and we keep talking about this is the second time now. We've talked about Shawn Michaels being a, a degenerate. Again, put that in the memory banks. A degenerate mm-hmm. that Shawn Michaels is. Although uh, Brett comes out and calls him a complete and total jackass. Stone Cold comes in Fuck shit up Again We get a gigantic brawl Nothing but chaos Sid is in Everybody's in But then after a commercial break We get fucking Brett and Sean Face to face Sean drops the title Brett picks it up Looks like he's gonna give Sean the title Here you go Drops the fucking title You said Sean drops the title No Brett drops the title Okay, whatever. Brett drops the title. Brett has a title. That yeah, no, I know. Sean's title. Drops it in front of him. Doesn't give it to him. Flips him off. Yeah. Toronto goes fucking wild because they keep talking about how this is a partisan crowd that is not excited to see Shawn Michaels, which true. I mean, there was a bunch of boo birds in the crowd. That, Like I said, this is Brett's fucking country. This is his homeland. They're all about Brett Hart He's here. He's still a whiny bitch. Sure, but... Canada is all about Brett here. And Not then, me. You'll see. You'll <laughs> see. <laughs> so, yeah, Bret Hart, whiny, whatever. We're going to get there. Crazy shit's going down over the next couple months. Then we get the announcement of the signing of Tiger Ali Singh. <sighs> uh, yeah, I don't even remember that. It's not anything to really remember and then we get an intercontinental title match between hunters helmsley and marvelous mark marrow the wild man but no bitches at ringside yeah because they're always interfering no sable no curtis hughes we saw only a couple appearances of curtis hughes and then i think he's gone like his butler from royal rumble I think he's done. <laughs> that was short. That was quick. <laughs> It'd take long. Uh, Curtis Hughes is apparently a one-pump a one pump chump and a sleepy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Triple H actually got Merrill up for... He stole British Bulldog's vertical stalling suplex. Mm. Did the same move that Bulldog does. You did not take very kindly to that. No. At all. Somersault plancha from Marrow, but of course, Triple H had something in his tights. Or actually, he had it in his boot. Pulled something out of his boot when the referee wasn't looking. Bam, hits Marrow with it. Throws it back in his tights. One, two, three. Triple H gets the win. I'm okay with it, because fuck Mark Marrow. Yeah, he's lame. Who gives a shit? And then, of course, we get this wonderful, promoted main event. Farouk of the Nation. Get your fucking arm down. <laughs> Is this a bit going forward? Every I time a like nation it. member comes down, I just salute the nation salute and I just put my right arm up every time. You didn't do it for Crush, but thank God. That's Crush, though. I only do it for Farouk. 
or whenever they play the nation of domination theme song honestly i think we need a nation soundbite no thanks <laughs> we'll see Farouk and Mankind against Ahmed Johnson and Undertaker. Okay, now out of all the wrestling entrances you've seen, who has the most extra entrance? Undertaker. <laughs> Lights. Lights go down. Everything. The music, the his smoke. slow his, entrance. His slow walk. The it's way, really funny. He, he brings up the lights slowly when he's standing at the ring post mm-hmm. the whole thing i mean it's a pretty legendary answer the music the entrance everything. it's just very extra <laughs> it's wrestling dude of course it's extra oh wow what do you think <laughs> that's exactly what wrestling is it's more extra than guacamole undertaker makes his entrance he gets a uh, he hits an old school, which is his uh, walking on the top rope with, mm-hmm. with the arm wrench. But when he comes down on mankind, he comes down right into a fucking mandible claw, and this is the sign to tell us that shit is gonna fucking go down. Because Ahmed comes to the ring with this fucking two by four, mm-hmm. and eventually Farouk hits Ahmed with his finisher, the Dominator. <laughs> How long did it take for Ahmed to get the thong out in this match? It was a thonginator. <laughs> <laughs> Every time a Dominator is done to Ahmed, it's the thonginator. Yeah. Because <laughs> the thong is, well, it was only a half thong, but no, wasn't it the full no, thong? No, it was the full thong. It was the full thong, blonde, dude. full on thong. thong. Oh, it's like full moon. It's full like full on moon. Cisco up in here. It's the thong song. Thong, 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 thong. I was like, oh shit, that was glorious. I love that. All the Ahmed song. Thong, the thong, thong, thong. <laughs> oh man, it's a thonginator up in here. Fucking tracksuit, fanny pack, thong boy. Fucking Ahmed <laughs> getting his cheeks out for the thonginator. Oh, it's oh, great. Marvelous. And then you could see him like putting his fingers like up in his undies and like pulling it out yeah yeah it totally. was awesome but then yeah eventually he sees the rest of the nation takes the two boy four runs them all off vader's in because vader's part of this big final four match and here we go again fucking you know last week mankind hit vader with the chair accidentally but seemed to like it yeah and, and then vader this week of course they set up undertaker for the chair shot and he fucking misses hits mankind and dummies him too but then undertaker tosses vader fucking he no sells a vader chair shot first yeah like vader nails him with the chair and just like the the hair he flips it back and he's like why the fuck did you just do that looks at him he's like i'm gonna fucking you're gonna murder fucking you die now, now. <laughs> <laughs> fucking throws him out and then he sets up the chair tombstone to mankind on the fucking steel chair for the uno dos tres in the middle of the ring hella finish in this tag team match yeah very enjoyable i'm sure it's very enjoyable for you to see mankind get fucking annihilated by the undertaker yes that was great see undertaker fuck shit up. can he just die and go away (laughs) hey man his bitches Uh, well you know executioner he's long gone He's finished. Oh, he's done? He's done, man. Thank God. I think after that Armageddon Rules match at that In Your House that he had against the other, I think that was his last appearance. Like, I don't think we see him ever again. Good. Terry Gordy. Yeah, he's gone. So Executioner's gone. But I guess they've kind of replaced him with Vader now. 
Eh. Yeah. I mean, better than the executioner, but still, it's like, eh. it's Vader. No. And it's not good Vader either. It's like, it's no, whatever no, Vader. No, 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 no. Either way. No, thank you. As we cut to black at the end of the show, next week, shit is going down. Make sure you listen to episode 17 of Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast for the wrestling side because shit you is gotta going watch, down. You got to watch or listen. I was going to say watch. We're not on yet on YouTube. Um, <laughs> you got to listen to One Tree Hill too. Oh, we will. But as you know, and now we're going to get into the tree hill side of it. Before that, I need your rating for this show. What was your rating for this wonderful episode of Monday Night Raw at the Sky Dome at the Fall Brawl? Sid, I'm the shock master. I mean, we had two pretty great tag matches, but that was the only shit I really cared about. And Stone Cold. Eh. Ed, don't even. You make that. <laughs> eh, eh, you make that sound about Stone Cold Steve Austin. You're gonna. I gotta open up a can of whoop ass. Stop a mud hole and you walk it dry. Better watch yourself when you're talking about Bay. Um, excuse me. I'm right here. Um, excuse me. Stone Cold Steve Austin's been <laughs> Bay since I was eight years old. Thank you very much. <laughs> Alrighty. He's got 24 years of fucking seniority on your ass. <laughs> and that's the bottom line, Custom Cold says so. What? You're weird. What? Um, Get the fuck out what? of here, bro. I'm going to take a piece of ice from my drink and shove it down your dick hole. <laughs> <laughs> episode 16, the Cheryl Crow episode, the first cut. Slash Blade is the deepest. Here we go. Fucking One Tree Hill. <laughs> By the way, what's your rating on Monday Night Raw? Um, 3.165. No. <laughs> I choose my rating. Oh, okay. 3.5. Because of the both tag matches. Yep. And the thong nader <laughs> gives it extra marks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was pretty pretty epic. And you also got through a ninety minute episode of Raw pretty easily too. Uh, it was still pretty painful at points in the bullshit matches. Sure, but that's the bullshit matches. You just kind of like fade out for a little bit, check back in for the important shit for those longer shows. It's kind of but it's do. tough because I was high and it's harder for me to check back in at that point when I'm stoned. Fair enough. The first blade cut Cheryl Crow is the deepest. <laughs> uh, Brooke is fucking no selling Peyton at this point. Oh, she's like, fuck. Don't even look at me, bitch. Damn, she's got fucking looks that kill right now for Peyton. She doesn't want any fucking thing to do with she's her at all. still hot as shit, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah sure. Just, yeah. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> uh, Jake approaches Peyton and asks what's going on with her and Brooke. Um, and, you know, she doesn't want to talk about it. Uh, Jake tells her that Jenny won't stop crying and he's got this wedding coming up and he needs a sitter. Peyton's in. Yeah. She wants to babysit Jenny. She mm-hmm. loves that little girl. Yeah. Right, I mean, she's held her like twice in her life, but sure. Yeah, at least and all she know. does is like, "Oh, you're crying. Here's my keys. 
Oh, oh, you need a feeding. Here's my keys. Oh, you need a ball. Here's my keys. <laughs> you want? Here's my keys. Just play with the keys. That's the cure all be all to taking care of a child. Here's my fucking car keys from my dead mom's car. What a great babysitter. <laughs> I'd let her babysit Flynn. Absolutely not. She doesn't even know how to drive. She doesn't know that green means go. You trust putting Flynn in a fucking car seat with that bitch? Fuck that, dude. Worst babysitter She's ever. She's a teenager at this point. And I know fucking 12-year-olds that are better babysitters than her. Oh, here's my keys. <laughs> Oh, boy. Okay, well, now Dan is bribing Nathan with a set of car keys. Oh, yeah, for a Mustang <laughs> and a pretty legit Mustang at that. Yep. Now he's trying to just fucking bribe Nathan at this point. This is a car key episode, isn't it? It literally is a car key episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it is. Pretty great. <laughs> so Nathan leaves his bag in the driveway. Speaking of speeds off. Speaking of car keys, does Lucas like fucking fire a piss missile with his car keys at anybody in this episode? <laughs> like tosses it ninety miles an hour like he did no. at Keith the one time. <laughs> no. No. Um, but you know, it would make sense if that happened. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh Peyton's talking to Haley about what happened um with Brooke and everything, and Brooke won't talk to her again, and Nathan pulls up in his new ride. Yeah. And uh, he gets out of the car and Haley's like, what is this? And he's like, oh, it's my dad trying to show me who's boss. And she's like, ew, give it back. Yeah. And he's like, fuck that. I got to get something out of this, right? I mean, yeah, I it makes sense. I don't blame him. I would take a fucking Mustang from my dad. You know what I would do? What would you do? If my dad, I have no beef with my dad at all. My dad's amazing. But if your dad but and your mom I split up. If I had beef with my dad and he gave me a car to try and bribe me. I would take it. I'd sell it. Take the money. Fuck yeah. And buy whatever I need to or whatever. Get a different car that doesn't feel like he's owns me or something. But the thing is, though, is that like Dan bought the car. Yeah. So he has. I, I get that. The papers and it's his own. He has ownership over it. So he can't really sell it. Well. He has the registration to it. It's under his name, I guarantee. So Nathan There's such thing as forging signatures. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> We're lawbreakers here in Tree Hill. <laughs> you know that Dan would sue his own son if he did that, right? <laughs> I don't know. Guaranteed. Uh, wasn't Haley bidding on Cheryl Crow tickets on eBay, but she got sniped at the last minute? Yeah, because her fucking internet sucks. Yeah, and then Nathan talks about, oh, come to my place. We got DSL. <laughs> it's better than fucking dial-up, brother. <laughs> that was pretty funny. It is I never had dial-up. I never had dial-up, but I went I. to a friend's house up in Ryder Lake. And... <laughs> Oh my god, shut up. Um dial up sound for We were on MSN Messenger talking to boys. What else would you do? What else were we doing? Dirty, dirty girl. But then her mom needed to use the phone. <laughs> Get off the internet. I need to use the phone, brother. <laughs> wow. Talk about a two thousand uh, problem. Uh, and I was like, I looked at her, I was like, What? 
Yeah. We don't have to do that shit at my house. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you have dialogue. I would dude. talk on the phone <laughs> with wow. my best friend yeah. while flirting with boys online. Yep. <laughs> the way to do it down in the valley. <laughs> That's right. Uh, in the gym, Skills is uh, talking to Lucas and pushing him to train or stop training so much. You know, like. <laughs> Yet Tim calls Lucas the gimp. <laughs> that wow. was funny. Wow. Yeah, like Lucas is really trying to push his shoulder with this injury and get better and heal faster, in his opinion. That's just going to fuck him up even more. And Skills knows that. And he's going to re aggravate it. Yeah. yeah. He's like, you can't keep doing this to yourself. And even Whitey, this is why Tim, Dim Tim, has gone to call Lucas. To the gym. Whitey's telling him to lay off. Yeah. He's still on the team, but he's on the bench until he's better. Sit on the fucking sidelines and watch. That's yeah. it. That's all we want you to do. And Lucas is pissed. Rightfully so, but he has to understand that if he pushes it too hard, he may never play basketball again. Exactly. Yep. Um. Yeah. But on his way out the door... He sees Dan. Dan is coming into the gym to give Nathan his bag that he left in the driveway after he sped off. And of course, Dan, total heel. Oh, you're welcome for me saving your life. By He's the such way. a dick. He has to like literally <laughs> rub in everyone's face that he did the right thing. Mm. It's like. Yeah, you did the right thing once in your fucking life. Yep. Because if you didn't do it, it was his own brother, too, that was yeah. in, involved in the accident. Mm-hmm. Like, he, for him, he doesn't want to be viewed as a terrible person. Because if he had walked away from that, his oh, own yeah. son and his brother, yeah. in an accident that he witnessed, he'd be the most awful fucking person in the Tree Hill. Yeah. Don't you agree? Oh, I mean, he already is the most awful person in Tree Hill. But we <laughs> love him here because Paul Johansson is a peach. Yeah. Well, whatever. I don't know. I think, yes, I love Paul Johansson. But holy shit, he makes me hate his character. That's how good of an actor he is. He yeah. makes me oh, hate his character. Phenomenal. So much. Yeah. Just like Paul Bear, brother. Ew. Do you think that Dan will ever have like any redemption story? I keep feeling like he's going to have this eventual face turn. Like he has face tendencies at times, you know, like saving his brother and his son and like doing these nice things. And occasionally he says a couple nice things here. They keep planting seeds like he may be a baby face one day. I still feel he's like ultra heel forever. But he will have certain face moments. I hmm. think that's where it begins and ends, though. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'm curious to see how long he takes to figure things out. Oh, <laughs> man. I don't know. I think he's going to be a heel forever. Peyton still wants to apologize to Brooke. Brooke's fuck you. Go Brooke to hell. Brooke won't accept it. <laughs> Keith has put his garage up for sale and Dan pays him a visit to offer him a business proposition. The proposition is, in Dan's words, 
this is just me giving you the money so you can keep your business. Yeah. You'll, you'll still run it. You'll be your own boss. I'll keep I'm just a silent partner. A silent partner. Oh, we all know, Dan, this is just all lip service. He's a fucking trash human being. You know there's uh ulterior motives here. But here's the thing. Yeah. Keith tries to say, no, I can't do that. But honestly, he has no other alternatives. He has no other alternative other than, obviously, Karen's offering to pay him back. But he doesn't want that. He doesn't want to do that. So he decides, like, yeah, this for him to keep his livelihood, like, this is what he has to do. Yep. And then we get another tease of the secret. The secret. (laughs) Who's under the cloak and dagger? Uh, Fucking Deb in her secret. What could it be? Do we find out this episode what the secret is? We just may. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. So we pan over to the cafe where Lucas is having dinner with Haley and his mom. Like old times, except, you know, Lucas has a shoulder injury now. Okay. And, uh, you know, Haley's kind of making fun of him and says, you know, it's like old times minus the spleen. (laughs) Old times, but you're a cripple now. And he's just getting pissed off and sick of everyone's shit and he storms off yeah and where does he go goes to the fucking bar with his fake id the same fake id that brooke gave him to the same bar yeah that she took him to they know that they can get in with this fake id at this particular bar but as he's having his drink at the bar he sees someone well he goes to pay for the drink he gets a beer. It's already paid for. It's already paid for by this beautiful brunette or black haired. I don't know. I couldn't really. You, you know, some brown hair can look black. Who is this lady? Mysterious. No name. Mysterious girl. Mysterious girl. Now, no cap. I saw her face, and I'm like, that's Jagelski's mom. Jenny Jagelski's mom. I thought you were saying Jake Jagelski's mom for that a would, sec. That would be a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. I don't know what it was. But and I just had to, like, be blank face the whole time and be like, yeah. I, I'm, I can't I say know. anything. I don't know. And you're not a very good liar. So when you kept saying, I don't know, in that face, I'm like, okay, I'm right. (laughs) (laughs) But we don't know that yet. We're just at the bar. We don't know who she is. But I think every time that he tries to call something like out of turn, like in when we're watching these, I almost just want to like throw shit at him (laughs) and be like, shut the fuck up. Hey, you fucking try to predict shit in wrestling, too. And you're usually right on the money, too. So. Yeah, well. goes both ways but for some reason i don't know what it was i saw this chick i saw those crazy eyes i'm just like this is jenny's mom this is fucking jenny's mom oh my god and the way she talks too is yeah. very like i don't know she's like matter of factly like she's intense but she's mysterious yeah i don't know what it is she's hot as fuck like you know she's gorgeous she's drop dead right 
but she's fucking certifiable <laughs> lunatic. She's fucking just nuts. you wait. Fuck, they go to just the, you wait. I mean, and now we find out her name is Nikki. Have you ever met a Nikki that wasn't crazy? I don't know that many Nikki's. I used to go to school with some Nikki's, and they were all fucking completely insane. Yeah, I could see it. Nikki's. I don't know what it is about Nikki's, but they're nuts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we also get Brooke uh, uh, calming down, having a chill night, watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> well, she was watching this other show where this chick was... <laughs> crying and yeah. then she's like oh, oh. pull it together and yeah. changes, changes the channel texas chainsaw massacre she's like oh, better yeah this is better better right. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right sounds like you <laughs> so earlier to this uh peyton was in her room and karen calls peyton and says like hey but she's calling from lucas's phone so peyton thought something was wrong with lucas right um so then Karen's like, can you ask Brooke? I don't, like, I tried to call her, but she's not answering. Obviously, Brooke's not going to answer a call from Lucas's phone. No. Because she pissed. So, Peyton goes over to see if she's seen him. And Brooke's like, I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to him. Why do I fucking care? Yeah. And, you know, Peyton's kind of like, well, if you have any idea of where he might be. Yeah. It'd be good to, you know, say sure. something or help. Yeah. And Brooke's like, fine. Yeah. I'll fucking help you. Sure. <laughs> so they go to the bar. Yeah. And they just miss Lucas and fucking Nikki. Nikki is trouble, dude. Trouble. Well, okay. So did you notice that when Lucas got to the bar, he took off? His shoulder, yeah, you know, yeah, thing. His sling. S- his yeah. sling. That's what it's called. It's a sling, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so the bartender is like asking, "Oh, uh, can I get you a drink?" And they're like, "No, we're looking for this guy. He's a loner of whatever." Had this on his shoulder, and they're like, "Oh, he wasn't." He's like, "Oh yeah, I saw him. He left with someone. He else. left with someone though." So the girls are like, fuck it, we're having a drink. But then some guy tried to hit on one of them. And then uh, he was like, he almost looked like Lucas, but he's like wish.com Lucas. Like, Well, Peyton was sick of Brooke's shit. Right. Brooke was being a bitch. And Peyton's like, fuck you, I'm, I'm out of here. So Peyton goes to leave. And then this guy takes... Right. Peyton's spot and just like looks so happy to be sitting next to this gorgeous girl and she's like uh, no <laughs> like wish, straight it, up. it literally looked like wish.com Lucas like dollar star dollar rama dollar drama Lucas Scott it was pretty funny it's hilarious but now we know that her name is Nikki they're also on the merry-go-round at the mall or some shit that a fucking carousel that she has the keys to, but not because she works there, because she used to work there. Used to and still has keys, mysteriously. Still has keys for it, apparently. Okay, can we sidebar for a second? Yeah, let's sidebar. Okay. So, remember when uh, Karen calls Peyton? Yes. 
to ask if she's seen Lucas. Yes. Did you notice what Peyton was drawing? No. Can't okay. remember. It was a very iconic drawing. Okay. Okay. She was drawing what, a heart. Was it the little S that everybody drew back in the day? <laughs> no. It was a heart with the number three, which is Lucas's jersey number. Okay. And had flames coming out of it. Yeah. And then Brooke, Peyton, and Lucas are all, all holding rifles and aiming their rifles at this heart with the three oh, wow. in it. Damn. Very iconic drawing. I'll have to find a picture of it to show you. Interesting. I don't remember that. Yeah. I remember vaguely the heart and the three, but I don't remember the, the rifles and shit. Oh, I'll find it for you later. Now, yeah. now we get to uh, <laughs> Lucas. All also realizes he's fucked with this Nikki chick. Like she's again certifiable. Be that as it may, Keith finally finds Dan. Shows up, signs on the dotted line without reading the fucking contract. Doesn't read it. Just signs. Just stupidity. Oh, that if was you're, dumb. Oh God. And Karen even warned him too. Like. Well, you Karen know, tried to, so Karen went to go when she saw the sign. This was after Keith had talked to Dan and say like, hey, like I can pay you. Like, it's fine. And Keith's like, no, it's okay. And she's like, is it a loan shark? And he's like, no, it's totally legit. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Basically a loan shark at this point. Basically. But he signs on the dotted line uh, in blood. Uh, Literally pricks his finger with a needle and signs on the dotted line with blood. No, that's not what happened, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was a regular ink pen. Yes. Karen also wants to uh, team up with Deb to, you know. Run, go into business go together. Into business together. Just kind of help her out through all this fucking ugly divorce shit. Yeah. But Deb feels like with everything that's gone on with Dan and now this drama with, you know, the two of them and Nathan, it's best it's for her to take a step back. Sure. And just concentrate on herself and her son. Fucking double J. J A ha double K ha double E Jagelski. Hang on, did we talk about Nikki and Lucas hooking up on oh, the carousel? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we all know she's trouble. They hooked up, blah, 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 whatever. And they were sitting in the cafe after having yes. dessert. Yeah. And Nikki can eat a shit ton of food. And then she just fucking disappears. Yeah, she's gone. She's a into dot. thin air because. Lucas was asking questions yeah. about her life. And she didn't want to fucking say anything. We all know that. She's fucking trouble. Nikki is trouble. But speaking of trouble, Double J, Jagelski, <laughs> ain't he great? No, he isn't great. He's a fucking deadbeat dad. <laughs> Why? This is the first time he is leaving Jenny with someone else besides his parents. Miss, here's my keys, Peyton. Okay? First time ever, he's like, you can watch Jenny. I got this wedding to go to. 
as he's saying goodbye to his daughter, he doesn't even fucking kiss her goodbye. He like brush her ear and stuff. What kind of fucking father when you're leaving your child for the first time when they're an infant does not kiss their child goodbye? Deadbeat dad. Maybe he already had that goodbye moment. Deadbeat dad. Don't know that. You don't know what happens off screen, right? He could have already had that moment with her. But he didn't on camera. I'll get over it. Bones to pick, brother. I love how we get a possible Whitey wisdom here, but it ends up actually turning into a Lucas wisdom where Lucas brings down the wisdom on Whitey when they have their little talk. Well, Lucas is going to see Whitey and tells him he wants to kind of like low key quit the team because he's injured. He's holding the team back with this injury. Yeah. They need another shooter. Mm -hmm. So Lucas is trying to say, like, it's fine. If you need to replace me, that's fine. Do it. But Whitey doesn't want to. He's he's out of commission for a while. He's got to. I know. But he knows. He wants Lucas back in that spot. Eventually. And he doesn't want the spot to be fully replaced. Fair enough. But in the meantime, he's got to get somebody. Also, second best part of this episode, Nathan's playing fucking SSX Tricky on fucking PlayStation 2. Last episode, we got fucking NBA Shootout and NCAA Final Four on PlayStation 2. This week, we got SSX Tricky. I guarantee fucking UPN signed a fucking deal or WB signed a fucking deal with Sony. Because two episodes in a row now, we got PlayStation 2 games, and I'm all for it, brother, because that's the second greatest fucking system of all time, dude. I like how you're bringing this up, but this is also the point where we finally find out Deb's secret. Uh, We're more, the more important thing is that SSX Tricky is being played. Okay. (laughs) Okay, the reason. Priorities, brother. The reason why I'm no selling this fucking gigantic secret that we've been alluding to for episodes. Because honestly, for what it is, it felt so anticlimactic. Mm hmm. It did. It was just like every episode, this secret. Next episode, this secret. I'm holding over your head. I'm going to bring it into court. I'm going to do all this shit. It's this fucking secret. It's going to destroy the family. I can't tell you, Nathan, what this fucking secret is because it'll destroy you. The secret. And all it was is she was seeing another guy, and that's the reason why she, she was gone. She had an affair. She had an affair. And it's like, how is something like that admissible in court? It's not like it's illegal to have a fucking affair. You know, sure, he could hold it over her head and use it in court and what have you, but like. Well, I think they're trying to put like he could use it in court to say that she was seen like instead she of was saying an absent mother, she was an absent mother because and it wasn't just because of work, but maybe it was because of a guy. Sure. And that was why she was absent. But the way they played all this shit is just like, oh, my God, it's a secret. It's just yeah. Like, oh, she had a fair. Oh. I thought she, like, killed somebody or something, you know, with the whole, I'm going to stab you in your sleep shit. You think? But honestly, it was really fucking lame. They built this for episodes, and it ended up like a wet fart in church, unfortunately. Well, Nathan's clearly pissed at his mom because Dan was a night- nightmare. Yeah. Apparently, the summer that this was going Ruined on. fucking life. 
And so he leaves and goes to Haley and says he doesn't want to be a part of his family anymore. Not only that, he also says that the only reason why Deb came back is because her fling ended. Yeah. Ooh, that fucking stinks. Uh, Speaking of things ending, (laughs) Dan totally fleeces Keith out of his fucking business. Fuck, Keith goes, shows up at the garage and his sign is being changed has been changed to dan scott motors (laughs) and there's this guy and he's like oh i guess i'm your boss and his name is matthew perry (laughs) i guess could could i be any more of your boss (laughs) oh my god i guess i'm your boss and keith is like to hell you are i'm going to yemen keith Apparently they get fucking Matthew Perry from I'm just Friends. Just throw shit at you. Sam. Apparently they get Matthew Perry. Hey, my name is Matt Perry. And the second he said Matt Perry, I was like Matthew Perry. Oh, <laughs> it's God. fucking Chandler. <laughs> so Keith tries to oh. be like, "No, I'm done. Fuck you. I'm done. I want out." And yeah. Dan's like, "Sorry, we signed Sorry, a contract. We signed a contract in blood." It, I'm holding it over your head. He's literally holding it over his head. He said all this shit, but it, I know he got his lawyers to fucking put together this contract that Keith wasn't going to read, put all the shit. Now fucking Chandler bangs his fucking boss. But here's the thing, okay? I understand the whole not fully reading contracts. That's dumb, man. Learn how to read a contract. Dude. Well, That's no, rule number one. Here's the thing. Yeah. I sell cellular devices and phone contracts. Do you know how many people have actually, in front of me, read the whole contract? Fair enough. Five. Wow. And do you know how many phones I've probably sold in my career since I've been working at at TELUS since 2013? 7,222. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the thing. This is a transaction over a cell phone. This is a literal fucking I know. business. But this if people have an understanding of something, you know. Especially if it's Dan, though. You gotta read that shit, man. Rule number one. He broke but, it. Yeah. Keith thinks that Dan is clearly going, like, was going to actually help him out in this situation. And in a way... He kind of did. Kind of did, but, but it came with some strings attached. Yeah. And, and it's Dan, Keith brother. did not approve on those strings. Not at all. But, Nathan, but on paper, he did. He, on paper, he did. But on uh, Nathan has got the right idea because he has joined the no, nation shut up. of emancipation. We are the nation emancipation. Ding, ding. Yeah, dude. No. Yeah. Go away. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Back at Jake's house, uh, Jake gets home from this wedding to see Peyton. And Peyton has made a mobile for Jenny um, because Jenny kept trying to put Peyton's keys in her mouth. So Peyton's like, idea, I'm going to make a mobile with the keys because Jenny wouldn't stop crying. Maybe she needs a bottle. Hang on. Maybe she's tried that and we just haven't seen it. So chill the fuck out. You so can't she, assume. You can't assume either. So she makes this mobile for Jenny and Jenny is totally calm. 
The key is hanging above her head. She's stoked. And Jake comes home and he's like, oh, like, I, I'm so glad that you helped. Do you want to hang out and watch a movie and order some pizza? Yeah, he's trying to get in them fucking panties. I get it. I mean, I would too. Oh it's my terrible goodness. babysitter though. <laughs> terrible. You know, you need a bottle. Here's some keys. Uh, <laughs> then we get Cheryl fucking Crow. Cheryl fucking Crow shows up. No, before that. What? Brooke and Lucas. Who cares? Have- Cheryl fucking Crow. They have a run in. Okay. She tells him that she felt inferior to him. Because she is. You're going to realize some things pretty quick that maybe Lucas isn't all he's cracked up to be. Oh, he's a piece of shit. Okay. So Brooke is doesn't even want to be friends with him. He's a liar and a cheater and she's so sick of his shit and she's done. Just done. To know these things, okay? Yeah, it's whatever. important. Shout fucking crow, that. dude. Every musical guest gets the EC FNW tribute, dude. Cheryl FN Crow, Gavin FN DeGraw, Blink FN182, Metalla FN Ka, <laughs> Iron FN Maiden. You know what? That would be the greatest show ever if fucking Iron Maiden showed up. So they, Cheryl Crow and her band show up at the cafe. Um, the cafe is closed, but they're looking to get a cup of coffee. And Haley is busy with something, closing up, obviously. And she goes around to say, we're closed. And then she sees it's Cheryl Crow and she's just like, oh my God. And like freaking out and like, oh, I tried to get tickets, but... It kept selling out and whatever, and Nathan's just like, Haley, chill. Calm your shit. Let her play her fucking song. Well, Cheryl's like, yeah, and how much for a cup of coffee? And Haley's like, one song per (laughs) cup. Yeah. And if she's getting a cup for the band, it's quite a few songs. That's like five, six songs. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That works out. But unfortunately, Cheryl Crow only has like two good songs, so... (laughs) Name more than two songs outside of First Cut is the Deepest and uh, Soak Up the Sun. Okay? Name me another Cheryl Crow song after those two. I can barely remember songs to my favorite band because my brain is a piece of shit. Exactly. Okay? MS is rotting my brain. One Tree Hill's rotting your brain, too. That was the correct pre-dick Sean we have another correct pre-dick Sean because the very last scene of this episode ding dong hang on what you forgot some key things first of all Nathan pulls out a flip phone to take a picture of Haley with Cheryl Crow and the band in the background. (laughs) That was pretty fucking funny because I remember using a flip phone to take pictures. Remember using T9? And T9 (laughs) and oh my God. 
Also, Nathan hands has given Deb his emancipation yep. stuff. Deb takes it to Dan. Oh yeah, whatever. Yeah. And says he's leaving us. He's leaving us. Oh my god, he's joining the nation of emancipation. Okay, now you can go on about fucking my correct prediction that fucking Nikki is Jenny Jagelski's fucking mother. Well, okay, so. <laughs> Jake is cleaning up from having pizza with Peyton. Peyton's already home. There's keys everywhere. Oh, my God. (laughs) Shut the fuck up with the keys already. So he's cleaning up, and then there's a ding dong. Ding dong. It's fucking it's Nikki Jagelski. standing at the door, (laughs) and he's like, Nikki, and she's like, How's my daughter? Yep. Oh, man. And I fucking called it to Jenny's mom has got it going on she's a lunatic she's certifiable she's fucked and she's also Jenny's mom just like I predict Sean wow <laughs> good fucking episode dude like we're we're getting into the real good episodes and I love at the end of seasons of TV shows where shit gets intense and gets real crazy. Well, and, and we only have six episodes left for the season. Left. We don't have many left. <sighs> I love it. It's so good. Dollar sign, 4.25 for this wow. episode. That's I was high. a big fan. The only thing I'd have to say is that Deb announcement of her secret wasn't all that it was cracked up to be if it was more of like what you expected as a secret honestly i think like murder was going to be involved just because they played up that whole if you had if it was like murder or whatever 4.8 okay yeah okay we're getting close to a 505 if that literally fucking came out and was exactly or close to what i thought it could have been and as insane as I could, thought it could have been, 4.8. Easy. This okay. is a great episode. This is a fucking awesome episode. But again, I saw those crazy eyes and I'm just like, that's Jenny's mom. I fucking know it. That's Jenny's mom. And sure enough, ding dong, fucking Jenny's mom has my daughter. Oh, dude. But that's the thing is now, again, we have a cliffhanger. How did Jenny, uh, Jenny, how did fucking Nikki meet jake because she's so much older than him well and that's the thing too because she makes the point i like older when oh, yeah, she like was guys. uh lucas was like asking questions or whatever and she's like i like him young yeah she likes younger guys like jagelski but how do they meet what are the circumstances obviously she hooks up with random young dudes so obviously you know she easily could just you know gotten pregnant after sleeping with Jagelski one night which obviously happened but why is she gone why is she coming back she's obviously an absent mother what what the fuck are the questions that need to be answered here what just when you think you have all the answers I change the questions you'll have to wait and see. <sighs> god damn it I can't wait because the next like six episodes, no. like these six Does episodes, it explain everything with Chigelski and shit. There's a lot of shit that goes Ooh. on in these next six episodes, <laughs> and it's bomb. Damn, dude, I'm excited for the rest of the season. Very excited. Mm-hmm. God damn, so good. 
4.25. Would have been a 4.8 if the fucking announcements was better for Deb. Yeah, Either well, way, it's like they can't go to murder right away. But they've she's already threatened his life that she wanted to stab him in his sleep. So you got to. It was a figure of speech. <laughs> a figure of speech. Sure, dude. Either way, man, there's some crazy shit going on here. I'm loving every minute of it. Good. It's great. It's great. 4.25. Damn, dude. I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. I'm loving the podcast. Loving One Tree Hill. Ba-ba-ba-ba. He's I'm loving, loving it. it. I wish McDonald would go. McDonald's would go back to that. Because what is it now? It's like some lame fucking slogan they have. I don't I, even know what I it don't is even anymore. Know. But it's not memorable. Like I'm loving it. <laughs> that was fucking iconic, dude. <laughs> Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Did you see? Because the McHappy Day is coming up or whatever. They have like retro like themed shirts and stuff Ooh. like long are they gonna sleeve, do retro like, toys shirts, for the fucking happy but they meals? have like the hamburglar oh, cool. and ronald mcdonald like, and oh it's yeah. so cool and what's that purple dude Gro- grimace Grim- or grimace, grimace yeah, yeah. yeah 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 and birdie or whatever yeah, her name yeah, was i'll have to show you pictures of them it's pretty fucking there's rad. a fucking it's tempting you know the mcdonald's by your mall in abbotsford the one yes. on the corner yes they have like an actual fucking like full size Ronald McDonald at the play place there. Really? I yeah. haven't been inside that McDonald's. Going I've only been through the drive through. I used to take Layla there and there's a legit full size Ronald McDonald in that play place. It's a pretty like old school McDonald's. Oh, Shogi used to work there. You could literally sit on Ronald McDonald's lap. I don't advise it though. <laughs> I mean, when remember when we had Walmart at the old Chilliwack Mall? Yeah, of course. And it had the McDonald's in there. Yeah, remember how that McDonald's was? Oh. There was like the half wall, oh, so and in weird. front of that half yeah. wall, before you went into the McDonald's portion, so there was the bench with Ronald McDonald oh. with his arm and his like leg crossed. Yeah, his legs crossed. Yeah. It's like he's got to hide his boner or something when oh kids are sitting God. on it and shit. Oh yeah, dude. Fucking Ronald McDonald, what a creepy fuck. Good times. Anyways, back at the ranch off of our fucking McDonald's tangents. <laughs> <laughs> Next week's episode's gonna be fucking lit, so make sure you fucking tune in to every streaming service, including Deezer, Spotify, Google, and fucking Apple Podcasts. Apple, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? And follow us at TreeHillWF.podcast on TikTok and Instagram. Shit's going down next week yeah it's gonna be good it's gonna be so fucking good and if you're not like caught up catch up catch the fuck up bros incestes (laughs) do it and enjoy it johnner's podcast network thank you for having us aboard thank you for everyone for listening all the fans for everyone for listening to everyone for for everyone forever i'm sean harris and i am aaron kosker and i bid you adieu and i say bye bitch oh flash you are so funky